We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Knicks all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Sunday night. Another edition of Knicks Weekly, where we present the good, the bad, and the ugly of the orange and blue. CP the franchise here, back on the scene. My guy Alex Ritarza, Tratacaster on the ones and twos. Training camp is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. The 2022-2023 season is just about here. So we got to get back into the swing of things tonight. On tonight's show, we're going to do our lineup predictions. And also, Leon Rose met with the Knicks media, our guy Alan Hahn. We're going to react to some of the sound bites, give you our five key takeaways from that interview, man. So let's lock in. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Knicks weekly Presented by Manscaped. Al, how are you feeling, man? You know, man, I'm okay. You're lucky. Your team plays tomorrow. I had to watch my team play today. <laughs> so I'm living, you know? Try, try, I'm, I'm here to talk Knicks. Yeah. Trying to, to wash uh, this Jets L away because it sucked. So let's get right into it, man. Save me. Tough, Save me. Tough, tough loss for you guys, man. You know what? I I don't like Monday night football games because I'm into, you know, football Sunday and the rituals. So it's kind of hard to wait, you know, for the better team in, in New York to uh, to kick things off. But you know, right. we'll, we'll see how they fare right. tomorrow <laughs> against uh, against the against the Cowboys. So uh, let's let's get right into it, man. We're, we're going to talk get to our lineups. But first, Leon Rose. 
met with the media, quote unquote, our guy Alan Hahn, and had a lot to say on the state of the Knicks. So let's get into um, some takeaways and react to some of these sound bites. Look, overall, I thought it was a good interview. I thought mm-hmm. Alan hit on every single question that the fan base was, uh, was, was curious about, wanted to ask. He, he hit on every single one. I thought Leon did a good job. Look, you're not going to get anything just crazy, you know, off the, off the record or, or, you know, off script. It is, it's going to be quite scripted. He did have his paperwork there. And, but I, I, look, I thought he did the best that, that uh, he could. And we, we got some things to talk about. So firstly, Alan was asking him about the, the Mitchell trade and the fact that RJ's name had come into it, as well as the Knicks' young core. So here is what uh, Leon had to say there. What everybody wanted was R.J. Barrett. And you decided at that point, we're keeping him. We're signing him to an extension. So what kind of message did that send right there? I mean, the message that it sent is, R.J., you're a centerpiece of the New York Knicks. You are a key piece to our future and to our success. Uh, he is a key piece to our core. We have a great young core. I mean, RJ's 22 years old, and, you know, he's continually gotten better each season. He's a two-way player, and, you know, he's, his numbers are in the company of elite. His numbers are in the company of Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, and Kevin Durant. They're the only other four players that by the age of 10, 22 scored 3,000 points, mm-hmm. 2,000 rebounds, 1,000 rebounds, and 300, uh, I believe it was 300, uh, th- three point. All right, so Leon was doing his research. He, he threw out that, uh, that stat that's been circling around Twitter. Good job, Leon. For what you have building forward. But just one more on rumors, because it, it is impossible for players to avoid hearing about it, seeing their names, other players that were involved in that too. What would you have to say to them as now they are still here and still part of what you're building? I think they know, but I'll say it. You're a Nick. We want you here. We love you. And we look forward to getting started on Tuesday. Draft picks. All right. So he was, uh, you know, very, very politically correct there. Um, Look, what can you say? This is the tough part of the business, right? You're looking to upgrade the team. You have a three-time All-Star there. Your guy in Donovan Mitchell, you have a chance to get him. And, yeah, these, these guys are going to be on the block. And while a lot of us in this fan base, myself included, didn't want to see RJ be dealt in this, um, look, in, in these type of trade scenarios, it's quite possible that, you know, he, he could have been dealt here. Look, look at what Ujiri had to do in terms of trading DeMar DeRozan, you know, even though he was he was a lot closer to a championship and, and made a calculated risk there. I just say that to say no man is untouchable. But I, I have to think, I, you know, and we mentioned it, we, we brought it, I brought it up with Ian Begley. I have to think that, yes, despite them giving RJ the extension, I'm, I, have to, I have to imagine his camp and, and himself were not happy about having his name uh, being, being out there in the trade rooms. Yeah, I'm sure his camp wasn't too thrilled about that. I mean, we've all seen the numerous videos before he got drafted and when he got drafted, right? When he was on Kimmel, he's reaching for the Knicks hat where, you know, he's uh, he's saying, I'm a Nick. He's excited to be a Nick. One of the very few players that we've had in the last couple of years that ex- has expressed loving to be in New York and wanting to be in New York. 
And that's very hard to find because, you know, we've always heard the rumors that players are afraid from coming to New York because of how difficult it is to play, whether it be whatever reasons, right? Fan base, media, so forth. The whole list of reasons is out there. But that's why it's all, it was a little shocking when you have a player who wants to be here that you even put him on the block. But let's also understand Leon Rose wasn't here when they drafted R.J. Barrett. So he may not feel that certain attachment that maybe Scott Perry does because Scott Perry was the guy that drafted him. And even though Scott Perry is here, Leon Rose makes the final decision. And you're going to have your name in trade rumors. We look at Jalen Brown. His names are always in trade rumors. At the end of the day, if you're here and you're producing and people could see that you're producing, you're going to be wanted by the franchise, right? I mean, we could say it hasn't been the case for Jalen, Jalen Brown, but at the same time, they're talking about Kevin Durant, right? If your names are going up into trade conversations with top-end players, even like Donovan Mitchell, you have to feel rest, like you have to feel reassured that you're a good player yourself and that you're viewed highly. And even yeah. if another team does want you, you should be viewed highly. And you should feel that, you should feel confident that you are valuable in this league. So for RJ, I'd say, all right, happen. You got... You're now got the contract. You hear that you're a focal point of this team. We know you're a focal point of this team. As soon as you got drafted, we knew you were going to be a focal point of this team. Third overall pick means you're going to be a focal point of this team. So just go out there, prove it, and show your worth. And, you know, you talked to him. You saw you. That's you, right. You, you, That's you know, facts. You did. Yeah, yeah. And, and shout out to everybody who... Uh, watched the RJ interview who came through in person. Uh, the franchise and the franchise was a great, great moment. And yeah, look, uh, RJ certainly wearing a chip on his shoulder, man. As he said, he wants to be an all-star. He's putting in the work. Him and Drew Hanlon, the unseen hours, as Drew Hanlon would put it. He's putting in the work, man. And, and we saw just over the weekend, uh, as he said to me, that you know, scoring off of the dribble, finishing are two of the things that, that he's working on. And, and we saw some of that footage. Uh, this weekend that the NBA released and RJ kind of trying to enhance his bag. And, and you know, we'll, we'll see how far that takes him, man. He got up to 20 points per game last year. Uh, we'll see what the addition of Brunson will do. Look, I, I think RJ's he's going to continue to excel here um, for the mere fact that he, he's putting in the work. He's putting in the work to be great. So let's see where that takes him. Now, uh, Leon also spoke on the the war chest that the Knicks are working with here. Let's Let's hear what he had to say. Luckily, don't have to worry about trade rumors. You just have them. They're just things right now. What, what do you have now over the next seven years? We have 21 draft picks over the next seven years, 11 first-round picks, and 10 second-round picks. All right, that's a lot. It's, so with that in mind, should we assume the shop's not closed, that there's still some things to be done going forward with all those assets? Absolutely. It goes back to, it goes back to what our overall goal is. And as I said, you know, we're, our goal is to improve, and there's different ways to improve. You know, our primary focus has been on our internal player development. We're, we're very happy with what our guys have put in this summer. We're very happy with the development that we've seen in our young players as evidenced by the deal that we did with RJ, the deal that we did with Mitchell. And, you know, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, you know, looking to make moves. And, you know, having that type of capital is going to be very beneficial and helpful to do that. And, you know, so the... All right, I'll just pause it right there. So uh, 11 first-round picks in seven years. And look, it's, it's nice to say that we have these things, but we're still looking at the need to consolidate this roster, whether it's the current young core 
or even the draft picks that we have. It, it's I, 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 I like the fact that they are remaining patient, whether or not you want to say, you know, <laughs> the Jazz saved them from themselves for mortgage in the future, or you want to give them credit for backing out the deal. Who knows the truth? Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Who knows, right? At the end of the day, they still need to look to consolidate this young core and some of this draft capital because everybody's not going to be here. Everybody's not going to get signed to the second contracts like RJ. Every every pick is not going to be drafted. Every pick is not going to play, especially with this coach. So the question still remains for Leon Rose and this group, what does the future hold? How will they use these assets to improve the team, to field a realistic contender? Yeah. And uh, first, shout out to B-Sky. Yeah, it's uh, Jimmy Fallon that I meant that RJ, the show that uh, RJ was on, not uh, Kimmel. But yeah, Kimmel. to your point, it was like to say the shop is still open, no duh. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's... We know that any team, even the championship winning team, like the Golden State Warriors, their shop's still open to seeing how they can get that edge, right? And for the Knicks, they're not looking for the edge. They're looking to see how they can upgrade and become better and become that championship contending team. So it's not anything, it's not new information. To your point, as you already said, how are you going to move forward? It's a combination of packaging some of the youth that we have with some of that those draft picks and some of these veterans because you still got to peel back. Yeah. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on it. He's gonna touch on Cam Reddish. And there's no clear path right now for Cam Reddish to get minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, no question. And and all of these things just point to one common theme. And and let's get to the Cam thing because he did touch on Cam and you know Berman then put it out there that Cam wanted to that uh Cam was looking for a change of scenery, maybe even might request a trade. Uh, here's what Leon Rose said about that. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Next weekly presented by Manscaped. Here's Leon Rose on Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish talk about opportunity. When he got it late in the year, he had a terrific game. Then the very next game, shoulder injury, unfortunately, and then couldn't finish the season. During this offseason, there were reports that he asked for a trade. Is that true? No, no, that wasn't true. Um, he didn't ask for a trade. His representatives didn't ask for a trade. Actually, I believe... He put out a tweet after that report came out saying, you know, he didn't know what they were talking about. Shut so, it down. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it was inaccurate. What's his role here? Mm. I mean, well, first of all, you know, just to elaborate on what you just said, I mean, it was, it was a shame last year. He started to play well. He had the shoulder injury and he put in a lot of time. I actually spent time with him after the season when I saw him in there when he was doing his rehab. And it was when people had left, but he, he was back there doing everything he had to do to get that shoulder healthy. The shoulder's fully healthy. Um, he put a lot of work in this summer with our coaches, um, also with uh, the people he works with back in Philadelphia. And um, he's been in the gym and working hard, and, you know, we're excited to see him on Tuesday. All right, so he didn't answer. And shout, but shout out, to Han, shout out to Han for asking, what I is did. his role? He did not answer. Your thoughts on that? Because I, this all ties into something here that I want to get to, but if you want to talk about Reddish real quick. Yeah, I don't think he knows. <laughs> I don't think he knows. Yeah. I don't think he knows what Tibbs is going to do because we heard later on in the interview, I know you're going to touch on that, is Tibbs has autonomy. So, we, and we aren't, Rose says that Tibbs makes the lineup decisions. 
He's going to go into every single game looking to win, choosing the players that gives him the best chance to win. And with that being said, we know what we saw last season. We know the reports from last season where Tibbs wasn't thrilled about getting Cam Reddish. Tibbs didn't play Cam Reddish much until towards the end. And when we saw him towards the end, we saw that he could offer something. We know that he's a tantalizing player. We know he offers the intangibles we haven't seen on this team in a long time. He's a lengthy wing that can guard multiple positions, can be solid defensively. We're waiting for him to, you know, show the the lethal offense that we've been, you know, that he's he's shown in high school, right? Just hasn't haven't hasn't had the opportunity. You go through cleaning the glass numbers, he hasn't been efficient, but also at the same time, he hasn't had the opportunities. I think it's a mix between of like him actually earning it and and him adjusting to the league. But if you want him to be that player, you have to give him minutes. Once again, I don't see Cam entering this rotation. I would like to see Cam enter the rotation. But as of right now, with this coach and how he's looking to run this team, I don't see it happening right now. Unless you consolidate some of these players. Agreed. Unless you consolidate, um, I don't see it happening. We, we had Ian Begley on here. He didn't necessarily see a path. Doesn't mean it's, it's impossible. Training camp is starting. Anything is possible. Trades can be made. Injuries can happen. Ineffective play. Maybe the coach does wake up and understand that, you know, this kid has skill sets that we could use on this team, including his athleticism, his defensive capabilities, potential, the size, the length, what have you, and, and some out- offensive output that we may not have here in terms of a, a quality engine. But the problem, again, to me, could lie with the coach. Because let's get to Leon Rose's answer in terms of Tibbs and the rotations. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Next Weekly, presented by Manscaped. Here we go. Depth is one of the strengths of this team. And part of that depth is a lot of your young players that you've mentioned before, of course, and Quentin Grimes and Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly. you know the fans love your young players. You heard it all last year, how much they fell in love with that young group of players and wanted to see them get more minutes. I'm curious if there's an edict this year to make sure they get minutes. An edict? <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's no edicts. Hey, we love our young players too, believe me. Um, but there's no edict. Tibbs is the coach. Tibbs decides who plays, how many minutes, what the rotations are. And, you know, there's one thing I know about Tibbs. He's going to make decisions based on who's going to help us win a basketball game. And that's his job and that's his role and that's, you know, what he does. And I have, you know, full confidence in that. The other thing Tibbs says, though, and, you know, we're looking forward to this. He says everyone starts with a clean slate. When you come into camp, everybody starts with a clean slate. And therefore, you know, I look forward to the competition that's going to take place come next Tuesday. All right. So. Tibbs has carte blanche on the rotation. See, this, this is where I think the problem lies. This is, this is why the Cam Reddish situation has been a mess for the team. This is why, you, you, you know, there, there is not a, a cohesive plan. Yes, he says we're developing, we're drafting well. He gives credit to Walt Perrin. All that is valid. But on the true development side, on the playing side, that's where it gets tricky because the coach who has a proclivity to play veteran players 
is going to, the zebra's not going to change his stripes. He's going to go with what he's always gone with. And that, to me, is part of the issue. That, to me, is part of the issue. So it's on the front office now to get on the same page with this coach and say, hey, this is what we would like to see here. But the problem is, with Leon Rose being a novice at his role, I think Tibbs has too much power in that regard. We even heard, remember we heard the rumblings that Tibbs and Brock Aller in the front office you know, had a clash of clash of ideologies. I've heard that to be true as well by a source. Not to say that there's, there's friction. There. No front office is, is a complete seamless unit, right? Right. But but what I'm saying is, there should be a consistency in the 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 approach and the message. And I think this is what part of the issue is. I agree. I mean, you even we even get into it, right? That he talks about it. Alan Hahn asked a question that we had a debate on. Not, yeah. not, I don't know if a debate, but we had the discussion on this channel. Yeah. We had the discussion. Are there too many voices in this front office? And Alan asked that question. So, right. I mean, we're going to get to it, but this is where, you know, me thinking that you have too many voices, not enough of a direction, control over what you want your coach to do. I agree with everything that you said, CP. Like, there has to be some understanding that, look, we're going to use this draft pick this year. They need to get X amount of minutes this upcoming season because we are investing in this player. You can't say we're investing in player development, draft all these players, and then none of these players get real playing time. I mean, how many times have we heard from, regardless of what sport, you need to actual get actual game time experience. Practice only does so much. Yeah. So you can't have, you know, Obi only playing 10 minutes. That's not enough. You know, we saw what he could do with the extended run toward the last season. Same thing with Emmanuel quickly. We saw what happened once Quentin Grimes got into the rotation. He, he was instrumental in that Bucks game. Yeah. You need to give these kids an opportunity to play. I understand that not all of them are going to be uh, all-stars and, and the superstar or the player that we've been waiting for to, to, to get us to our championship aspirations. But if you're drafting them and you want to invest in them, you have to play them. And you have to be clear. That's, you know, it's, that's where it comes down to the power forward issue, right? Julius Randle, Obi Top. And it also impacts the value of your assets, right? Because if they're not playing... Number one, you don't know how much they can help you win. And number two, their assets aren't growing to help their trade value, to help you get a you know, an upgrade that won't cost you your entire you know, war chest. If they played some of these young kids, maybe you do get a Donovan Mitchell. Maybe you don't have to include the entire farm. Maybe, they, maybe Utah's like, oh, wait, because yeah. we actually saw Grimes ball out last season. We don't need to ask for Obi Toppin and like a bajillion draft picks because we understand the value we're getting in return on a rookie scale deal. But we didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. So, and that's where you just got to know at some point during the season, you got to pivot. Like if it's not working out in your direction, like last season where you're all in trying to win, repeat the same success and it's not working, close up shop. Close up shop. This, this was an interesting, I came across this interesting, um, Soundbite from Byron Scott. This was courtesy of 
Court Balance 101 on 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 uh, on Instagram. And this was Byron Scott speaking on the politics of NBA coaching jobs. And I think this is very relevant because to, for me, this is Tibbs, uh, where Tibbs is to a T. Uh, let me play this sound by Byron Scott. Knicks basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Knicks tickets anymore. Because Tick Pick, that's T-I-C-K, P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices on the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. So go to TickPick.com slash TV today and use the promo code NICKSTV to save $10 off on your first order. Asked myself that question for about a year when I was in Jersey. And then I said, you know what? You know, when life goes on, you move on. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it, to be honest with you. It's kind of the same thing in New Orleans. Y'all win coach of the year. We have more wins in that franchise's history. The next year, we had a ton of injuries, still make the playoffs, lose to Den- you know Denver, who eventually lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals uh, and get fired from that job. But I think a lot of it was because of me not submitting to what they wanted. You know, at, at times, I would have GMs come in and say, we need you to play this guy, this guy. And I was like, look, man, I, I'm going to play the guys that I feel going to give me a chance to win every single night. And, you know, I have to look myself in the mirror because, you know, to me, I would always say, you're going to fire me anyway. You know, if I do what you want me to do or if I do what I want to do, you're going to fire me anyway. So I'm not going to do what you want me to do and then you fire right. me anyway. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I'm going to play the guys who I feel can help me win because at the end of the day, it's going to be the same, you know, the same alternative. You're going to fire me anyway. So, you know, it was just one of those things that, you know, after so long and after a while where, you know, you it just grows on you and you just, you know, you get to the point where you just don't want to deal with it anymore. And that's, that was Byron Scott, bro. I mean, is that not where Tibbs is right now? In New York, the toughest place to play, to coach, to win. Year three, after a down year, I think this is exactly what Tibbs is looking at right now. Yeah, I mean, if he knows that if he knows that this is like the end of the road or whatever, like his job is always on the line based on the wins, right? Like how far you take your team. So I get it from that standpoint. And if you're going to do what the front office wants you to do and you're still going to get fired, I get it from that standpoint that I might as well go out swinging, show that I can still get wins and not just do what the front office wants me to do and, and show that, Oh, well now he's losing. Why is he losing? Why is he playing all these guys? You at least want to go out on your own terms. I get that. That's like, that (laughs) goes with life, right? You want to go out on your own terms. Right. So (laughs) I get it from that standpoint, but I feel like there's all, it's just a balance, right? There has to be some sort of balance where I understand what Byron Scott is saying that you're going to go out, but there's got to be some sort of like line where the front office is giving you that reassurance that you're going to be there. If like Tibbs is here again, you know, like if he knew that his job was in jeopardy last season and the front office asked him to play the kids, why are you fighting that? If you know you're going to be here next year, that would be my question. 
Yeah. So that's the conversation we need to know behind the scenes. Like, did they actually say, hey, your job is secured? Was his job actually not secured? Did he actually need to, to try to make that playoff, that play and push? Well, yeah. Was that actually real? Because if that was, then I understand why he went that direction. If there wasn't, and he always knew he'd be back the following season, I won't get at him sideways because you should have just seen what these kids have because it gives the front office a little bit more clarity on what to do too. Like, and that's where the coach has to work with the front office. If the front office is saying, I want to know what we have in these kids so that way we can better prepare for the following season and that way you can make an evaluation on the players that you already have on this roster that fit the roles that you're looking for, then we can do some sort of consolidation. We can move some of these guys. Right. We can open up minimums for these guys. We can help you out. But if you're just going to self-sabotage yourself, uh, I can't get behind that. I, I think, but this is why I think, you know, it's, it's important for this front office in terms of roster construction to get it right. You, you can't have an OB blocked by a Julius because you just re-signed him to a max contract. You know, you can't go out and trade a pick for a cam if you don't know for a fact that there is alignment with the coach to play him and know what you're going to have because you're on a short window and a short time frame in terms of his rookie extension. You know, this is where they've, they, there has to be some symmetry here. And so it, it, there's, there's a disconnect. By, Byron Scott hit it on the head. You know, there, there's definitely a disconnect. So uh, I just found that soundbite to be very interesting and, and quite apropos in terms <laughs> very of timely. Uh, very timely in terms of, of where we are w- with this coach. And so the question is, is there pressure on Tibbs going into year three, coming off of a down year? Here's what Leon Rose had to say. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So you made it clear just a few minutes ago that Tom Thibodeau has full autonomy when it comes to minutes and rotation and, and all that stuff. But everyone at the end of last season, without making the playoffs, identified last year as a disappointment. With that in mind, going into his third year, is there any extra pressure on Tom Thibodeau? I don't see it that way at all. You know, I mean, the way I see it is we, we're continuing with the plan. You know, we're not making any excuses for anything that happened last year. And, you know, we're just, I love Tibbs' phrase, we're going to win or we're going to learn. And, you know, we have to learn from the things we have to learn from, and we're not going to make excuses. Everybody has things that don't work out during the course of the season. But as far as I'm concerned, we're going to continue with the plan. We're going to continue to get better every single day. We're going to develop. We're going to be opportunistic. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to be, you know, looking to get better in any way, shape, or form we can. But no, Tibbs, guy two years ago, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. He's been twice coach of the year in his career. You know, I am so, I'm so excited about this team and, you know, about starting on Tuesday. And one of the reasons I'm so excited is having T- Tibbs lead the group. All right, so that was that. So, uh, Corner Rose, um, no, no pressure on Tibbs. And I think there will be. However, you know, like Ian Begley thinks that, you know, they, they need to make a play and push or a playoff push. I just think outside of a complete meltdown with this team, anything short of, you know, 40 wins, I think there could be some pressure on them. 
you know, or if they just jump out the gates and the defense is atrocious and, you know, they're just not connected offensively. They If they let go of the rope, if he's no longer holding the, the, the locker room or the respect of the locker room, then maybe they make a move. But I, I think he's so intertwined with this organization, with Leon Rose. Um, I don't I don't think there's uh, I don't think his job is on the line by any stretch. I think it depends on how this team is structured. If it's it, how, how it's constructed, if it's constructed the way that it is now, there's definitely a plan. There's definitely a plan like mandate. Maybe not from Rose, maybe Dolan, but there's definitely like some sort. Like they have to make the plan. You can't go. You can't tell me two seasons in a row, you're not at least 500, showing some sort of like improvement, winning. No way. If you if you told me that this was a full youth movement with RJ leading the way with Brunson and Mitch, you know, and, and you trade like Fournier and Randall and open up more minutes for everyone else, I could see Tibbs' job being safe the entire season because you're then saying, "All right, we're trusting you to now develop these kids, and we also have to believe that these kids can develop." And, but, but we don't know, right? That's yeah. completely unknown. We know what Evan Fournier is. We know what Randall is. We know we have an idea of what RJ and Mitch baseline can do. We have an understanding of what essentially the starting unit is the same. If you put Grimes in there or Fournier and put Brunson, we know what they can do without a point guard or, or half a point guard like Alfred Payton. We know that's a winning team or close to it. They could have yeah. won some games last season and been a 500 team. They, they, they lost some of those games like to, to the Orlando Magic. The, the Thunder, they could be right up there. So if it's staying the same, there's no way you, can, you can't tell me that this team has to make the play-in. 10 seed, yeah. minimum. Hey, and, and look, man, things can change quite quickly in this league. Look at what's happening in Chicago. You have Lonzo Ball looking at a knee debridement issue. Same thing that Amari Stoudemire had. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign for the Bulls, who I don't think has much depth. And without their floor general could be impacted this season. Look at what's going on in Boston. Yes, you have the Udoka situation. Who knows how that impacts them from a coaching standpoint, but their depth is impacted because Gallinari is going to be out for the season. You got Robert Williams out for four to eight weeks, could be even more because he had some lingering issues from the finals that's creeping into this year. So that's going to put a lot of strain and tax on Al Horford, who, you know, a lot is going to be expected of him to, to repeat what he did last year. Can he do it at that age? Do they go out and make another move? Do they bring in a mellow? Do they go out and get a Jay Crowder to, to help address the depth issues? And things can happen quite quickly in the East, man. So the Knicks have themselves a prime opportunity going into this season full strength at full health to, to have a legit crack at the playoffs. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, Celtic situation. I don't, I don't even look at the Celtic situation. The bull situation. Hornets. No, no Miles Bridges. Hornets, yeah. Hornets situation. I mean, the Pacers are not going to be that good. I don't see the Wizards being that good. Um, I honestly don't see the Hawks being that good. I think they gave up a lot of their depth. I think they're very top-heavy. And yeah. outside of Trey Young, uh, DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella, and Collins, and Bogey, I mean, that's five. But outside of that, you know, once you get all those guys off the floor and they all need rest... What do you got over there? So I'm yep. not too scared of them either. So things can change. Things, things can easily can change. change this you know, and we don't know what's going to happen with the Nets either. We don't know if there could be a trade down the line. We don't know. If, as of right now, they're all staying together. 
depends how Ben Simmons, if Ben Simmons is going to be, if Ben Simmons is going to stay in net, everyone, if KD is going to stay in net, is Kyrie going to stay in net? We don't know anything about that team. Things can absolutely change. I agree 100%. Uh, so uh, yep. that's why I think, that's why I think, I think, that's why I think there's a play in like at minimum, this team staying the same, playing has got to be the goal because I still think this team is like a, a minimum 10 seed team. Yeah. Uh, I think so as well, man. And we're going to talk about our lineups in just a few minutes. Um, But one more point from this Rose interview by Alan Hans, who talk guy, Alan Hahn. And he will be here on Tuesday night, Han Solo of the annual season preview. So shout out to Han. He uh, he hit me up earlier today and said uh, he'll be on on Tuesday. So things are picking up quite quickly as the Knicks Start off the 2022-23 campaign, so make sure you guys keep it locked on Knicks Fan TV Tuesday night. Han Solo will be joining us. All right, last question uh, that uh, we can react to from the Leon Rose interview. Here it is. So you made it clear just a few minutes ago that Tom Thibodeau has full autonomy when it comes to minutes and rotation and, and all that stuff. But everyone at the end of last season, without making the playoffs, identified last year as a disappointment. With that in mind, Going into his third year, is there any extra pressure on Tom Thibodeau? I don't see it that way at all. You know, I mean, the way I see it is we, we're continuing with the plan. You know, we're not making any excuses for anything that happened last year. And, you know, we're just, I love Tibbs' phrase, we're going to win or we're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to learn from the things we have to learn from. And we're not going to make excuses, everybody. Oh, my bad. That was the wrong, wrong uh, quote. That was the same one. My bad. Here it is on... Um, too many chefs in the kitchen. Here we go. You being in charge of this franchise, and it is, again, something all the years you were an agent now on this side of the business, you know that there's always going to be chatter about different things. And one thing that there have been a lot of critics about your front office is there's, there's too many voices. What do you have to say to those critics? Oh, I strongly disagree with that. In fact, I look at it like it's a positive, and, and you know, that's our process, and that's my process. And the people that I've hired in the front office, we have you know, great people in the front office, as well as as well as our coaches. I mean, Scott Perry is our general manager. Brock Aller is our strategist. Frank Zanin, assistant general manager. Walt Perrin, assistant general manager. William Wesley, executive vice president. Gerson Rosas is a consultant to us. And all of those people bring a lot of strengths, a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of contacts around the league. And I, as the president, I'm going to utilize all of that. And when we have a decision to make, I want their opinions. I solicit their opinions. But make no mistake about it. At the end of the day, I'm going to deliberate. I'm going to analyze it. And I'm going to, you know, take that very seriously because I know at the end of the day, it's on me. I have to make the decision. And I'm going to make a decision that I believe is the best thing for the New York Knicks organization. What you're doing is talking like a Good answer. I thought that was a good answer. Um, what well, very, very good answer by Rose. And again, shout out to Han, as King D said, because he did hit on all the questions that that we had. Because that was a big question that we had on this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if Han did his research and you know pulled that from here and then you know took it over there. Hopefully he did. You know, ho- hopefully he did. I'll have to ask him that on Tuesday when he comes on. But but I think the reason why I did ask that question to Ian Begley was based on the fact that, you know, the Rosas thing came out that Rosas was the one who was negotiating. Partly, we don't know if he was handling everything, but he was negotiating in the Mitchell trade. Some fans were like, okay, well, what is Leon Rose's role? But it turns out that that's not really out of the ordinary. In fact, uh, Ian had mentioned it that 
Rosas was the one that had the relationship with Justin Zanuck, who is the the GM of the Utah Jazz. And I also um, posed this question to a former NBA GM, and he said, no, that's not really abnormal, right? And in the grand scheme of things, think about it for just from a general business practice, right? If, if we're going to negotiate a deal, if you're going if you, if to be looking to, to work with somebody on something, you want to work with somebody that you have a relationship with, right? Because that, that's the way that you feel like you can get the best deal for you and the best deal for them. Now, didn't necessarily work out in the next favor, but <laughs> I say that to say, you know, a lot of fans, you know, were up in arms that it wasn't Leon and Ainge, you know, on the, on the ones and twos on the phones, but it actually wasn't that, you know, that big of a deal. But at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that, yes, Leon Rose is right. And Cole from BX, BK, you know, called about it. They do have a lot of sharp minds in, in the group, right? When you talk about Walt Perrin and the scouts and Brock Aller and being able to, you know, manipulate the cap to make sure that, you know, whether it's ascending deals, descending deals or whatever it is, getting these deals done on the margins, making sure that we're squeezing every ounce, every dollar out in the most effective way. I think all of that is good. I just want to make sure that at the end of the day, you know, Leon Rose, his inexperience, you know, doesn't lend way to, you know, kind of being influenced by too many, too, too many voices, especially Tibbs, who's the coach, who's your right hand man, who's also had, you know, president of basketball operations experience. I just hope it's just not he's just not overwhelmed and that his inexperience kind of leads him to make a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, look, Leon Rose is a former agent. He's also an attorney. You know, they like to, attorneys like to do their research, their due diligence to go be very thorough. Um, so speaking to everyone isn't shocking from like, and from everything that we read, he's a very thorough person. From all the reports that we saw on The Athletic, from all the other reports, I'm pretty sure SNY did. That's just how Leon Rose rolls. The, the, the question is, and you touched on it, his experience and being bogged down by too many voices, because I do believe at some point there are still too many voices. You can't listen to everyone. Everyone has an opinion about something. Um, but it's knowing the right people to, to go to who have that one experience or have the wherewithal and the knowledge that you need to make sure the transaction or the deal gets done. And I think the biggest thing with, Ros- with Rosas leading the deal, and, I, and for me, is that he's a consultant. Like, if you're a consultant, how much... What aren't you supposed to be just helping the organization? Like taking on a negotiation, negotiating standpoint for an organization that you're not really considered full time. That's to me a little unheard of. Um, so that's where I think a lot of the questions come in, especially for these type of deals. But it makes sense, like you said. Like you want to make sure that everyone who has like a relationship is is playing in there. And it's also just normal. Not the CEO isn't negotiating every deal. I mean, you can go down the ladder. Their deals cap. You know what? I asked my, my fault. Okay. Uh, all good. Uh, based on the size of the company, like you have people at all different levels negotiating. But as long as he's doing his due diligence and trying to do the the thing that's best for the team, that's all you can ask for. But I, there, there, there has to be some point where it's like you had to realize that you're giving too much, right? I think that's like even fans, as much as we love RJ, we, we knew that you can't cripple this team by just giving up so many assets. And that's where it's like, this is where the inexperience is showing where you don't, you have some sort of plan of what you want to offer. You go down that checklist and you have like 
your alternative, right? And they always talk about Banta. What's the best alternative to negotiate a solution, right? Like what's, what's, what is it? So I can't remember the entire acronym. It's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Been a long time since I read that acronym, but regardless. So it like, what is your solution? It didn't seem like he had it. It didn't seem like the front office did. And it just, like I said on the last show is that they just threw everything at the wall and wanted to see what stuck. And that's not really how you should be doing business. That's why it's concerning when you hear the front office is doing stuff like that because there are sharp minds in there. No yeah. doubt, no question, no doubt about it. But even some of the sharpest minds make mistakes. And you want to make sure they don't make the critical mistake. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. True indeed, man. True indeed. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Next weekly presented by Manscaped CP Alex Otaros on the ones and twos. We were just reacting to the Leon Rose interview. What did you guys think about the interview, man? Leave us some comments in the chat. If you guys want to call us up with thoughts on the interview, man, hit us up. 657-383-1509 is the number to call. Uh, a couple of housekeeping uh, items. Absolutely remember that this show is presented by Manscaped, fellas, the number one men's grooming tool below the waist, trusted by over 2 million satisfied consumers, man. And uh, you guys got to go check out the Lawnmower 4.0, man. Aerodynamic, it's sleek, it'll take care of you. Skin safe technology to cut down on those nicks. It has a uh, LED light. You know, you can use it as a flashlight. You could, you know, use it in the dark, whatever you're into. It is waterproof as well. Great battery life on this thing, and it'll take care of you, fellas. It is getting a little cooler here on the East Coast, so we're shifting from Jordan to Van Gundy mode. I don't have to elaborate. You just know what I mean, man. Just go out and go get it. Manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. And as I said, man, they got a lot of great products outside of the lawnmower 4.0, including body wash, shampoo, conditioner, deodorant. Yeah, ball deodorant. Yeah, foot deodorant. They literally have everything that you need for your grooming needs, man. And it's uh, CP trusted, women approved, no testimonials. Manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. 
Now, uh, we mentioned earlier the R.J. Barrett interview. If you guys have not caught it, go catch the R.J. Barrett interview, man, that I conducted live from the Puma flagship store here in New York City. Uh, it was definitely enjoyed by those in attendance and those watching at home. So make sure you guys go out and check that out. Shout out to R.J. and his camp. Shout out to the Puma camp as well for having me. Definitely a great time. As I said, Alan Hahn will be joining us on Tuesday for our annual Knicks season preview. So make sure you call in. Make sure you tap in. Han Solo coming through to join me on that episode. Um, also, the Knicks home opener event uh, hosted by us at Knicks Fan TV as well as our people at Knicks OmniFan. Tickets are flying off the shelves, so make sure that you go get that. Uh, the Knicks, the new and improved Knicks taking on the new and improved Pistons. And, uh, and with the fan event package, you're going to get tickets to our pregame happy hour. It's going to come with a ticket to pregame shoot-around. Ticket to the game, obviously. We have two suites on the Chase Bridge. Always a good time. It's going to come with food, a visit from Knicks alumni, as well as a post-game perk, which is usually either the free throws or a group picture on the floor at Madison Square Garden. So you're not going to want to miss it. It is a great, great package. We've been doing this for three years in a row now, and it's always been a hit. So make sure you guys get that. You can get your tickets at theomnifan.com. Go to theomnifan.com to go get your tickets uh, because they are going off the shelf. So make sure you guys go get that. October 21st, 7.30 p.m. Okay, before we get to our lineups, let me get to, uh, I see somebody on the phones wants to uh, chime in. It's raining pretty heavy here in New York. All right, let's, let's see what they have to say. Area code 443. What's your name? Where are you tapping in from? CP, it's Ron from Baltimore. That's who I thought it was, man. Ron, what's going on, man? I'm so happy you got that RJ interview. Nobody deserves it more than you. Um, Appreciate it. You're a true fan. You're, and I pre, I've been here since the beginning. I was on the Alec Burks hive, and I still – there's a lot of Alec Burks haters. Uh, mm. You and I both know the truth. You and I both know yeah. the truth on Alec Burks. The guy, the guy can ball. He just was asked to do something. When he's off the ball, he plays like MJ one out of every two or three nights. Yeah. You know that's Buckets. true. Buckets. No question. You man. know that's true. No question. Yep. I mean, see, I, see, see, you're a true Nick guy because, like, you don't forget the good moments. Like, when Alec Burks is closing games, like, he closed, like, 15 to 20 games that year. Yeah, you could say there was no fans in the stands, but Alec Burks can get buckets regardless. Yeah, but you let's off. go to this season. Let's go. I, I, I got a question for you. So yeah. this is my thing. Everybody gets a clean slate. I appreciate that. Um, I believe that. Um, I hope Tibbs believes that. I want everybody to get a clean slate. There's a lot of IQ haters out there. I don't understand it. Yeah, he didn't shoot the ball well last year, but he can play. He can guard. Um, the shooting will come back. He, he's very talented. I like yeah. him. People are – People are sleeping on Derrick Rose. If he's healthy, you yes, he can't yes. forget what he can provide here. Mm -hmm. um, I think RJ will be better with Brunson. I think Brunson's going to help RJ. Our, I hopefully RJ, I think the efficiency, the off the dribble stuff, the free throws, we all know that. Obi to me, I think can benefit from a guy like Brunson too. Like I, I just, I want these guys. I want the fans to just keep an open mind on some of these guys. So let's not hate. Let's love. Yeah. Let's let's believe in quickly. Let's believe in Toppin. Let's believe in Quentin Grimes. Like let's look come into this season. Let's even believe in Julius. Let's not throw mm. Julius out to the wolves. Let's look. Let's look at Julius's videos 
And I don't put much into videos in the off season, but I do see him shooting the three ball. Like I'm not going to rule out the possibility of Julius Randle actually making threes at the level that was insane. Maybe yeah. that uh, I, maybe, maybe I am insane and that will never come back. But why can't yeah. we just be optimistic coming into the year and just believe but, again? But I think they are. Because I, I think I, they I, are, I, man. And, and appreciate the call, Ryan. I think they are. Look, we, we had the show, uh, uh, you know, after the Mitchell trade, 72% of the fan base said we'll be all right. And, and all of that is because of the confidence and the optimism that they have in the young core. So I don't, I don't, I don't see, you know, maybe it's a select minority of fans that, uh, you know, are, are down on, on, this, on this team and down on the core, but I mean... I'm of the, the mindset, of, let's just wait and see. If they play and we can continue to see them, you know, grow and develop, let's just see. Yeah, I don't, I feel like everyone was ready to see all the young kids play. I feel like that's yeah. what everyone's been chanting for. Yeah, and, and I think to a certain degree, everyone, I won't say everyone. I like that. I like what, I like Ron from Baltimore's thing. I like clean slate. I think everyone is coming with a clean slate. You know, we all want to see everyone perform well, even Julius. For yeah. as much as uh, a bad season they had last year, but I think all those points are valid. We want to see everyone do well, and we want to see the youth play. Point blank. No question, man. Area code three four seven three four seven. What's your name? Where are you tapping in from? Hey, this is Books from Queens. How you doing tonight? Book, what's good, bro? How you feeling? So I love the interview. I mean, obviously Rose is doing PR work and he doesn't do much of it. So he has a lot of time to brush up, but I, I think he did allude to some things that some fans forget. Uh, potentially we're adding two point guards and two centers this year because Noel was hurt pretty much all last year. We got Hartenstein. Yeah. Mitch was hurt for a big part of the year. Uh, Sims will be a year older. So that should help our depth there. That really hurt us last year. And then with Brunson and Derek Rose coming back, that, two-guard, point-guard lineup oh, yeah. is way better than what we had last year. But I think the key thing in all of this is what the last caller alluded to is Julius. This emotional relationship with the fans, we saw it up in the Bronx, it has to stop. Yeah. He's got to be able to sweep it under the rug. Our whole season depends on this, either by Julius returning to form and just you know being that guy. I don't expect the bubble year, but somewhere in between, or by raising his value so that we can get him out of here. We can't get off of him where he is. He has to step up. Yeah. Other than signing Julius and drafting Obi in the same calendar year, I actually don't think we made any mistakes this offseason. Uh, we talked about it. I'll get up after this. Mm -hmm. the, the win condition for this Donovan Mitchell thing was, will they leave us with enough to get a second superstar? I forgot who you interviewed, CP, but the, mm -hmm. one of the big wigs you interviewed said exactly that same thing, almost in exactly, I think it might have been Ian, um, mm -hmm. said basically exactly that same thing. They were asking for beyond that point, we had to get off of it. Other yeah. than the OB Julius thing, I think this front office has been mostly good, had some up and down luck. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. Book from Queens. Rate that call in the chat. I like to bring that call up for nomination. Uh, good people in the chat. Go ahead and rate that call in the chat. One being trash, five being facts. Book from Queens. What did you guys think about that call, man? Rate that call in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. You know the deal. Uh, before we get into our lineups, Al, you know, yeah, I, th I thought Book and, and Ron had some good points. Um, a healthy D-Rose, which is a big asterisk, 
um, is going to help this team. There's no doubt. We, we saw his impact on this team making the playoffs two years ago. I thought his injury last year was a big reason why this team uh, faltered, especially in the middle of the season. Him coming back, they're saying he's, he's the lightest he's ever been. He's, he's rookie year, weight. You know, now we have, it was supposed to be that last year, but now we have, you know, our guard play should be solid. Between Brunson, you have Rose IQ coming off the bench, leading the second unit. I think that is going to be very, very formidable of us, uh, with us, for us. And I just hope Rose can stay healthy, which I, I don't know. I just hope he can. Even Leon Rose said it, right? Yeah. Was it Leon Rose like well, walking around shirtless trying to show that yeah. he's ready for this season? Yeah. Look, once Rose went down last season, everything fell apart. So we know how instrumental Rose was two seasons ago, how instrumental instrumental he is to this team based on how last season went. You have Derrick Rose. We probably are in a play-in um, just because that's how crucial he is. His playmaking, his ability to attack the rim, uh, his scoring, just a very efficient player. Hopefully he's healthy. It seems like he's healthy. Knock on wood, he can last this entire season. I, I believe that quickly, will st- I mean, we saw the reports from SNY uh, or, or Ian Begley's piece. On, I, I don't know if it was a report or who just I think it was a report that mm-hmm. some of the front office expect Emmanuel Quickly to get a, a larger role this upcoming season. I think Derrick Rose's role is going to go towards the 20 side, and Emmanuel Quickly is going to be doing some more uh, on-ball playmaking to give Rose that rest towards the, the playoffs. That way yeah. he's well-rested, no injuries. It's, it's going to be interesting, man. You know, I'm always, I'm always fascinated by the politics of this thing because <laughs> what's going to happen when Rose is cooking up on that second unit and maybe Brunson has an off night and he going into the fourth quarter and what, you know, maybe IQ has it going like, that's why we got to get into our lineups. Who closes? What if Rose has it going? Do you have to put him on the bench? Rose Hive will be incensed and the play to kids Hive might be incensed one night. What does Tibbs do? It's, it's, it's going to be crazy, man. Tibbs will call... Eric Booz, uh, Carlos Boozer, <laughs> Joakim Noah, get the band back together, get Luol Dang, Kirk uh, Heinrich, say you guys go in there. It's we need you guys crazy, to close. Man. You got you to gotta hope there's no second guessing, but we'll see what happens, man. But let's get into our lineup. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. So this is how we broke it down. Similar to uh, previous years, we broke it down for, with our um, starters, what we predict what we wish for, our closers, defense, and buckets, and also uh, the bench for the starters as well, Al. So here we go. I'll I'll kick it off with my starters, what I hope to see next year, and that is at the one, obviously Brunson. At the two, I'm going with my guy, Quentin Grimes. Put some respect on his name. He's been putting in work all summer. He's ready to go. Put him in at the two. I want, uh, I want uh, RJ at the th- at the three. And Al, this was this was your um, this was your lineup. Let me let me move to mine here. One second. Julius at the four, and Mitch at the five. You know, a lot of you guys want to see Cam starting. Um, for me. I'm going Cam off the bench. I think you bring Cam off the bench to feature his offense a lot more. I don't think you put Cam in there with a 
a Brunson, a RJ, and a Julius, I think he becomes more of a spot-up shooter, a role player, whereas you bring him in with the second unit, then you can feature him a lot more in more of your offensive sets. You got him out there running and gunning with OB and, uh, and Quick. D. Rose, that's what I think. So my wishful thinking starting lineup is going to be Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Julius, and Mitch. And then my bench of that lineup is going to be D-Rose, Quick, Cam, Obi, Hartenstein. Now, obviously, you know, Fournier is going to have to get his minutes here and there. He is the best shooter on the team. How do you, how do you forget about him? But I want to see more Cam. I want to see more Grimes. And that's going to have to come at the expense of Evan Fournier's minutes. That's the only way it's going to happen, in my opinion. So that's where I'm going. I'm featuring Cam. Cam Hive stand up. Featuring Cam off the bench, and I'm moving Grimes to the starting unit. So, Al, I'll go with you, man. Let's start with your, uh, your starting lineup, wishful thinking, mm-hmm. and, and as well as bench. All right. So, for my starters, wishful thinking, I have uh, Brunson. I got okay. Grimes. I got R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin. And Mitchell Robinson. I think this is like the most primo, like aesthetically pleasing, good fit basketball that we got. You got two guys and Grimes and Toppin that don't need, that don't necessarily have to have the basketball in their hands to be efficient. These guys can play off ball. We saw it with Grimes last season. We saw some through summer league too. Dude can just knock the shot, knock his shots down once he gets pat, once it's past him, catch and shoot three pointer. Uh, you got same thing with Obi Toppin. He improved towards the end of last season. Guy who likes to cut baseline just through the middle, uh, looking to get out on transition. He can also push the pace. Both of them can push the pace when needed and allow all the other guys to 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 play off ball as well. They, I just like the efficiency of this team. Then you allow the offense to run through Brunson and Barrett because we already know those guys are high usage rate players. And you got Mitch who's going to operate in the paint as well. So I think that's going to be, I think that, would be that's my wishful thinking. I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, but that is like the beautiful basketball that I just see in my head playing out. And the bench wishful thinking and, bench. And for the bench, uh, people are probably going to be asking, "Where is one certain player?" But my bench is Rose, quickly Fournier, Reddish, and Hartenstein. We're going small. We're going athletic. We're going fast. We're getting shots up. That's how this bench is working. So. You get Cam Reddish some minutes. I think Fournier would be solid in a bench role to be another uh, playmaker next to Quickly and Rose. And you have Hartenstein, who's just uh, a versatile big who can score either near or in the mid-range. I think this is just fun basketball all around. And for some of you who are asking, what happened to Randall? Disrespect. The disrespect, bro. No, it's not the disrespect. See, that's where you're wrong, Mr. CP. Actually, what happened is that Randall was so good at the beginning of the season he netted us three first-round picks. That's what happened. That's why he's not on this team anymore. He netted us three first-round picks. That's what happened. That's why he's not on this roster. The disrespect <laughs> to Julius, man. Julius, if you watch, that was him, not me, man. I've already extended the olive branch back at the, at the community college in the Bronx, man. We're cool. All right? That was all out, man. That was all out, man. 
But hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. He's netting his three first round. What? That's MVP <laughs> conversations. I'm doing even better. You, 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 you traded, you traded Julie's for, for Jay Crowder, aren't you? you? Are you out there with that group? That, that group of people that wants to see Julie's out of here for Jay Crowder. That, no. that, that's you. No, no, no. That is not me. Do not put me in that name. I told you right now, good sir. This man, beginning of the season, he gets traded for three first round picks three because he's that first instrumental. Round picks. Good <laughs> lord! All right, let me get to my uh, my predictions for the starters. You know, I've been consistent in saying this, and a lot of it is what we talked about. You know, reacting to this Leon Rose interview, and that Tibbs has carte blanche with this rotation. And yes, we do know that last year he was a big. Big fan of Quentin Grimes. I do not think Quentin Grimes is going to be losing a spot in this rotation. I just believe that starting this season, I still think Fournier is going to be starting. That's just my prediction. I think it changes as the season progresses. I think Grimes will be a closer at the at the onset of the season. For some reason, I just think Tibbs goes with Brunson, Fournier, Barrett, Julius and Mitch. I think he's going to trust his team defensive concepts on, uh, until he's proven otherwise. And then he makes a change. But I, I think in the beginning, I think he does go Fournier here. That's just my prediction. I gave you guys my wish. And for the bench, I think it's Rose, Quickly, Grimes, OB, Hartenstein. And I think Cam is on the outside looking in. I like the OB, Rose, Quickly. Dynamic. Throw that out there with the Quentin Grimes. Obviously, you have a nice defense offense mix. I think Hartenstein is going to add a nice, nice wrinkle to this second unit. Number one, he's going to be a fan favorite. He's going to be a hustler, get get you on the boards, and his passing ability is going to be something different that we haven't seen with our bigs. And I think I'd like to see him and him and Obi and in a little one-two game. You know, Obi's ability to cut. Move without the ball. I think Hartenstein smarts and passing ability. You're going to find some backdoor plays, some backdoor cuts for Obi. Uh, Rose quickly also finding him. We see we saw Grimes working on his playmaking potential in the summer league. So I think this bench unit is once again going to be one of our strengths going into this season against uh, those of, of other teams. This is going to be a formidable second unit. Again, I just think Grimes starts the year with this second unit and ultimately assumes that starting role either through Fournier's, you know, a lackluster play or get Fournier ultimately gets traded. Al, go ahead with your uh, second unit prediction. Second, you mean the actual, the, 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 the real prediction, yeah. not my wish. Yes. So the last one was the wish list people. All right. Let, let's, yeah. let's relax. I get the jokes. It's just jokes. All yeah. Right. That's cool. Predictions. So I think it's going to be Brunson. I think Grimes will be in the starting rotation. Barrett, Randall, and Mitch. I think it's I think it's it's set. We know who the four are. The question mark comes at shooting guard. I think Grimes would be in there over Fournier just because if we're thinking about having the defensive liability that we saw last season with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, I think Tibbs, as we already know, doesn't want to have small guards. I because of a defensive liability. I also think he'd look at Brunson and Evan Forney still as a defensive liability because you're not really guarding anyone on the perimeter. I think Grimes gets that that start because he's just our one of our better perimeter guards. So I think he's going to go out there. Once again, it just makes sense to have a guy who doesn't need the basketball in his hands to get going because that's what we saw from Evan Fournier too. Evan Fournier, even though he knocked a lot of threes, there's like a lot of sidesteps. He had to put the ball on the floor. 
and just get into rhythm. Grimes doesn't necessarily need to do that. I think it's just a better fit. And then with my with my bench, it's Rose quickly. You put Fournier there, Toppin, Hartenstein. And once again, I think Fournier coming off the bench is more instrumental. You have three players in Rose quickly and Fournier, guys who can do some initiating, who can just score. I think having Fournier going against other bench units and just having him as a three-point shooter there, you don't necessarily need to be a defensive savant to be on, on a second unit. So I think Fournier fits with that role. I think Fournier has been would be a really good sixth, seventh guy coming off the bench. Like that's kind of where that role I see him being like a really good six man on like another team, especially if it's in title aspirations. So putting him here with this type of rotation, I think works out really well. Um, unfortunately for Cam, just no, no based on based on who our coach is and how everything played out last season, I find it hard. He's on the outside looking in. I'd like to see Cam get some minutes though. Yeah, agreed. To- totally agree, man. Now let me get to let's go to the closers. This is this is always a good one. Mm-hmm. And my closing lineup is this. I'm going Brunson, obviously. As I said, I'm going Quentin Grimes. I want the efficiency from three. I want the defensive tenacity. No, no question about it. Quentin Grimes, my closer at the two. We got to go with RJ at the three. And I'm going with OB Julius. I'm sacrificing my rim protection. My bad, Mitch. You know you're my guy. But I've got to see this OB Julius dynamic work. I need OB Mm. out there. I want to play fast. I want to get out there and run. I want to play a little bit smaller. I want to get a little bit more agile out there on the front court. And I want it to be spaced out a little bit. We'll see if Julius can improve on his shooting. But these are the closers that I'm going with. I know I'm sacrificing some rim potential there, some rim protection, sacrificing maybe a little bit on the offensive boards. But, I mean, overall, between Grimes, RJ, Obi, and even Julius, they should be able to compensate. But they just got to get on the same page. You know, sometimes with that Julius-Obi dynamic, there's some miscommunication there, especially on the defensive end. Um, I want to see that tighten up, but I want to see more of these guys playing together, man. Obi's activity out there. What he showed last year just can't be denied. We can't have this guy parked on the bench and only playing 20 minutes a night. I've got to see him out there, and I'm having him out there as a closer. I'm going Jalen, Quentin Grimes, RJ, Obi, and Julius. Alice, uh, check out your closing lineup. I like that. I like your closing lineup. Uh, Even you had Zach Lowe asking for Obi to play some four center minutes with Randall just to see what you have. So I like it. I'd like to see that happen. I think there, I think my, so my closing lineup, I think either one of these hopefully could happen Um, for my, for my closing lineup. It's Brunson, Grimes, Barrett, uh, Randall Robinson. I feel like it's just going to be the starters. I feel like if my starting rotation would be the same closes that Tibbs goes with, could you have quickly in there? Absolutely. Could you have Rose in there? Absolutely. I think that the rotations are going to change on a night-to-night basis based on who's hot. But I'm going to go with Tiz being simple because I think he tried – I'm pretty sure he tried out the same starting rotation out there to close one night. Uh, that's how I'm going. I'm going to go just with the original. I think you it gives you the best chance to win. I think Tibbs always wants rim protection on the court, so I don't see Robinson leaving uh, that rotation. Yeah. You're going to have Randall out there. He's your best player. Same thing with RJ. He's got to be out there. He's your best player. Brunson, you paid him. There's no way you're telling me we're paying a point guard. Right. Finally having a point guard that can play 30-plus minutes to be a starter. 25 years and old. He's, 
at 25 years old and he's not closing. You can't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. Those four guys are playing. Locked. Locked. I think, I, and, and you already mentioned Grimes being out there in the for closing. I think he's going to be a closer too. You just can't have Evan Fournier's defense in crunch time minutes. We know he can get lost in the sauce. Put Grimes out there. Yeah. I, I think I think that's also going to put some more, um, not pressure, but Brunson's going to have to shoot the three a lot more this year, you know, to, to kind of help. Again, because you, you just have question marks in terms of Julius and RJ's ability um, to knock down threes at an efficient clip. Maybe they're more timely. You know, RJ did show the ability to produce a lot better in the clutch, especially than Julius. But I think Brunson overall is going to have to up his three-point volume uh, especially because you, you may take a dip by, you know, taking a 48 out of the lineup late in game, so on and so forth. You know, even even losing to Burks, as my guy Ron from Baltimore uh, said <laughs> so poetically, even losing to Burks. So I think Brunson is going to have to shoot the three a little bit more to kind of make up for it, you know, to, to kind of make up for that. Okay, so we touched on the closers. And now let's go to our defensive lineups. Where do we go when we need some stops? And um, and here's where I went here, uh, Al. I'm going with I'm going with Quick at the one. Let's go. Quentin Grimes at the two. Mm-hmm. I'm going RJ at the three. I'm going Cam at the four. And the Ooh. block nest, yeah, small ball. I'm I'm playing small. I'm going versatile, and I got the block nest monster backing them up at the five. So right here, I have length. Especially when you're talking about wingspan with a quickly and a reddish and a Mitch. We're in those mm-hmm. passing lanes. We're clogging it up. We're getting after it. I got Quentin Grimes, the best defender on the team. Defensive awareness. He's out there. I got RJ, who's going to step it back up. You know, I talked to RJ on that interview about, uh, you know, the challenge of, of, of being a two-way player, man. A challenge of being a two-way player when you're playing so physical on the offensive end. And then on the other end, you got to, you know, you got to try to stop a Tatum. Kawhi is coming back. A LeBron, maybe you get switched onto a KD. It's not as easy, you know. It's not as easy. A lot. Yes, we did knock his defense last year, taking a little bit of a step back. But he had some tough assignments. And as I mentioned, you know that B-ball index metric that said that you know RJ's defensive matchups was harder than ninety-five percent of the league. But I think he's going to bounce back this year. And with his size out there, I like this combination. Like I said, we have wingspan, we have size uh, with. Grimes, RJ, and Mitch, we should be able to get on the boards quickly. Was getting on the boards quite a bit last year. We'll see if he can maintain that. I like this balance. I like this balance. So once again, I'm going quick. Grimes, RJ, Cam, Mitch, my all-defense lineup. I like it. I like it. I like the Cam Reddish uh, edition in there. Look, man, I just want to see Cam Reddish get some minutes, man. I I want to just see what he can offer this team. For my defense, my all-defensive lineup, I'm going with IQ, sticking with him. Called him out last year, being in my starting uh, my starting point guard when it came down to all defense. Still staying there. Quentin Grimes, shooting guard. You got R.J. Barrett, Ju- uh, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Look, man, I'm just going back with the basics to what Tom Thibodeau wants out there, right? Yeah. You're going to want Mitchell Robinson, as you already know. Uh, you're going to need some rim protection. R.J. already guarded the toughest guys out there. I agree with you. I think he's going to take another step up this year and just be locked down. Quickly, got the length, playing point guard, tenacious defender, fights over screens, willing to trail everybody. I like it. I think he's going to be out there. Grimes, we already know what Grimes can do. 
Randall, I'm looking at Tibbs, and I think he's going to put – you're going to have – he's going to – when Randall's at his best, like what we saw two seasons ago, if he gets to that, I remember I – I will never forget when we played the Brooklyn Nets, and this man was staying in front of Kyrie Irving and was, like, moving his feet very well. I can't forget that night. I, if he gets to that level and he's, he's trimmed, he's, he's down weight, okay, I'm not even going based off videos. He just looks in really great shape that he's ever been. I think he's white and he's going to be fast on his feet. I'm expecting him to go out there and play some defense this season, unlike last year. Mm. So I'm going with Randall at the four. Because you're also going to need some size and some strength, too. Yeah. And when Randall's locked in, he can do it. No question. Uh, I can agree with that when he's locked in. When he's locked in. I, I can yes, when he's locked in. Keyword, locked in. <laughs> Keyword, very key. Extremely key. Extremely key. Okay, and last one. So we went to our defense. How about our all-buckets team? Let's get to our all-buckets team, Al. Um, Here's where I'm going with this. You know, I could have went a lot of different ways, but here's where I'm going. All-buckets team. I'm going Jalen, obviously. I'm going quick. Now, you could you could have went Rose, but I'm sticking to the youth. If you see the theme with my buckets lineup, we're going young. No disrespect to the Rose Hive. He's done his days. I would love to have him, and I think he's going to come up big for us this year. But I'm going quick. I'm going Quentin Grimes. I'm going RJ, and I'm going OB. If you notice, I'm going small. I'm going small with a lot of these lineups here, man. But I think this group, you get some quality three-point shooting between quickly Grimes. You get some some downhill uh, attack in terms of Brunson quickly. RJ, you know, Obi when he gets the rock. And then, you know, we're getting out in transition. We're getting out in transition based on our, our defensive tenacity that a quickly and a Grimes and even an RJ is going to get you. Obi's out running. Grimes is out running. Quickly's out running. I like this balance. It's a nice little balance. We can, we can attack. We can space the floor. And we can get out and uh, and run. So these this is my buckets lineup right here. Brunson, quickly. Grimes, RJ, and OB Toppin. Let's go. And now we didn't know each other's lineups. Yeah. So you don't have to change the graphic because mine is exactly the same. Wow. There, there goes. you go. There it goes. There you go. Great, great. Same reason. So there you go. Done. There it is, man. All right. So package this up. Let's send it over to Tibbs and send it over to uh, Nick's PR. Get this over to Tibbs, please. <laughs> and uh, and there we go. When Alan Hahn gets on the show on Tuesday, just give him all of this. Yeah. Give it to Leon Rose and through the chain, just get down to so it. Just throw it in the suggestion box, man. Just throw it in the suggestion box. There's definitely no suggestion box when you're working with Tibbs. Yeah. I can't even imagine a suggestion box. <laughs> no, not at all. It's his way of the highway. You already know, man. So uh, that's going to be interesting, man. Great, great, uh, great exercise here in our annual lineups edition uh, let's wrap it up with the phones and then uh, and then get up out of here, man. I, bro, I, I just got back from Florida like two hours ago, man. Uh, so I'm beat. <laughs> I got I to get some sleep. But I had to get the show going because season's picking up, man. I'm, I'm getting that itch to get back and, and get this content rolling. Coming off. Right around good, the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Coming off October a good 4th, RJ interview, man. So October 4th is right here. So we had to get this uh Get this show started. All right, couple calls, rapid fire. Let's go. Area code uh, three four seven four nine three. What's your name? Where are you tapping in from? 
Yo, CP, this is Books again, man. I was just listening to the show. Okay. Uh, but since you came back to me. Yeah, right, hurry up. Right, rapid fire, bro. Rapid fire, bro. Let's go. Rapid fire. I loved all the lineups. Alex, you dreaming with the Julius stuff. Uh, all the lineups. <laughs> That's my Julius. wish list, man. It's my wish list, all right? That's not the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making fun of you because you folded on the draft, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, book. That's it. I'm done. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Man. All right. Yeah, all right. Peace, man. We appreciate that, book. Right. Book. Book being courteous. Yeah. You know, he he double dipped on the phones. I don't got any screeners tonight. Edgar's. You know, he's out in the city. He couldn't make it tonight, so I got to do double duty tonight. But shout out to book uh, for coming in twice. All right. Three four seven five nine five. What's your name? Where are you tapping in from? Let's go. Let's go. It's fast calling from Harlem. How y'all doing? Yo, what's going on? How you feeling, bro? I'm glad. I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Just glad yeah. to be back on the airwaves. It's been a long, long, grudging season, but yeah. I'm optimistic. I appreciate y'all lineup suggestions, and I'm going to concur and say that Alex's lineup for his youth mm-hmm. is a little bit more essential than your CP. No offense, but... Which one? I, which, I one? which one? Which one? Starters? starters? Which one? Starters? It's, it's all good. Which, which lineup? Which, which lineup in mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking Alex's closing lineup as far as the youth. Okay. Gotcha. Not not the bucket um lineup. I'm only going that way because I see more versatility with Cam in the lineup at the four. Gotcha. Not to mention he has the most chemistry out of any other player on the team with RJ. Going back to his Duke days, so <laughs> I just want them to actually get more tandem. Okay, I mean it was only one year, man. I mean you know they they wasn't. In, it's not like they was in college for like four years. It was only one year, you know. I think I, I think people are overblowing the uh, the RJ Cam dynamic. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's that serious. Uh, Erico five one six. We, uh, what's your name? Where you tapping in from? What's going on? It's Will from Brooklyn. Yo, yo, Will from Brooklyn. What's good, bro? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Yo, listen, I was looking at the show. Keep doing your thing, man. Number one fan for real, man. But look, yeah, I'm hearing the lineups. Yeah, you guys are forgetting that Ukraine player that we just signed. I noticed y'all didn't mention him at all. But I think he's going to join that rotation. Just want to um, let oh, you, you guys you're know about, that. You talking about, talk about that guy more? You talking about Mahalia Chuck? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. Sir. You know what? I I think he could. I think he's going to be a good pickup. I think he could, and and we could obviously with it with a team like ours that needs a lot of shooting. Um, I think he could play a factor. But the, yo, the, again, there's just so many pieces, so many players that have to play. Um, outside of injury or this guy just comes in looking like the next Tony Kukoc, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, look, he's 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 always yeah, hurt us, yeah. whether he was with the Raptors or with the Thunder. He's always hurt us. And like I said, we can use the shooting. It's just, what's the path? That, that's a good question, man. I, I mean, with, with the chemistry that we do have, I mean, anything is up for grabs, as Tim stated. So I think that guy's going to come in and bring some real – Real fitness to the team that we're yeah. looking for, man. But thank you, man, for taking my call. Just want to let y'all guys know that. Raw from Brooklyn signing out. Well, appreciate it, man. Always appreciate it. Good call. They said I butchered his last name in the chat out. Is it Mahalia Chuck? I don't know. I, I'm just going well, to. You're, you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah. I'll uh, butcher it too. I'm just going to call him Sfeet. You know what That's I mean? That's it. Just keep Sfeet. it short. Yep. Sfeet. Sfeet the bucket getter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I did like that pickup off of the, um, you know, out of all of the 
say, training camp or back end of the rotation potential people. Um, had some stops with the Raptors and the Thunder. Can shoot it. Need shooting. Mm-hmm. Has some size. You know, can space the floor a little bit. So let, let's see. Let's see what he can bring. I just, there's just so much, so many guys I need to play, you know, outside of injury. I, I don't see it. A lot of guys. A lot it's, of guys. I mean, it, it, ten, there's already 10. We already talked about 10. I mean, we already saw how difficult it was just for Cam to get in there. Yeah, right. For me? Right. <laughs> right. Well, man, if Cam can't him, even get guaranteed minutes. We talk about Svee. Mahalia Chuck. If we're seeing Svi, yeah. something's gone terribly wrong throughout the entire season. <laughs> right. And I mean, and, and, and not, not just for like, not, not like a, a spurt game here or there. I'm talking about like extensive minutes. Yeah. We had like 20 minutes a night of Svi. Right. Nothing against you, bro. Yeah. But yeah, nothing against him, man. Nothing against him. Uh, we did hear from Will from, from uh, Brooklyn. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new. We'll shout you guys out. I, I realized I didn't get to, to my hashtag news tonight. So if you guys are new in the chat, welcome to all new viewers. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Uh, Nick's weekly presented by Manscaped. So, yeah, if you guys are new, just type in hashtag new in the chat. We'll shout you guys out. Shout out to the replay gang that's catching this up um, either later on in the evening or the next day. And let's close out, man. Let's get to our guy, King Deej, on the Discord. King Deej, go ahead and uh, I'll mute your mic. What's good, CP, Alex? Y- y'all can hear me? Yep, well, yep. Mm-hmm. good good to yep, go. Yep. Shout out to y'all, man. It's the, it's the eve of the season. Yep. You know, I, I don't have any uh, complications with either one of y'all lineup. Truthfully, you know, the way I see it, that's the best thing about this season. Like, if I could take one thing away from the Knicks, it's the, it's the, it's the power that they have in their depth. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I call because that's the that's the number one issue that I got with anything other than than anything else tonight. Like again, for people that was listening to Leon Rose, whether he, what do you want? Whether when it didn't matter what side he was going to speak on, because regardless, people were going to feel how they felt anyway. Whether it was pro Leon, negative Leon, whatever that man could have said to Alan Hahn would have made a difference. So yeah. just eliminate your feelings and your emotions from that. But going forward into the season. My number one problem is it has nothing to do with any player on this team, whether it be Randall or Evan Fournier. My number one problem is can Tom Thibodeau, which he never did ever in his career, use this death? That's my, that's my issue because mm-hmm. he has so many weapons and so many players that that's the kind of the fascination that I have with going through this season. Mm-hmm. He has Rose. He has Quick. He has Brunson. He's got like four wing players. My man just said, Svi, for anybody in the chat, if you ever played with a, with a Russian player and you couldn't pronounce his name, you just say it by his initials. So they're probably <laughs> going to call him SM. But Alex CP, that's, that's the point. The point of what y'all two men did today, all the lineups, all the different lineups, yeah. that's my number one issue with the season. Can this man unlock his mind? Can he do those things that you guys are putting? Can he go, when they're playing a zone against the Knicks and they're down 10, can he put in a lineup like, like Cam at the four, Obi at the five, RJ at the three. Mm-hmm. Can he do a duel? Can he do Brunson and Rose when, for a dual point guard combo in the backcourt? Like, there's so many options that he can do. And in the Eastern Conference this year, that's a necessary, uh, it's a necessary item. You have to use your team. Mm-hmm. The, number one, the number one factor going into this training camp is not who starts, not who finishes. Can this man use 10 plus players? And I'm concerned about that. So that's my only number one. That's my only critique. Other than that, you guys did great. I'll see y'all on opening night. 
And training camp is right here, man. Peace and love. King Deej closing this show. Great job, Deej. Great job, man. Great job and great show. Al, big week ahead, man. We are here. We are here. October 4th. October 4th. (laughs) October 4th. So, you know, look, as far as um, our training camp content, we got to talk about uh, player expectations. You know, we got to talk about uh, win predictions. And then we jump right in. Preseason, post-game live. We got to do our preseason awards. All of that, man. It is that time of year, folks. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are locked in to the number one show for the fans by the fans, man. After every game, after every event, you come here, we break it down. You guys break it down. It's a family show, as you guys know. Good to be back, man. I want to shout out Jay Tomlinson, Team Hashtag New, Rock. Um, I'm 80 Holla 144. Salute. Salute to Michael McCray, Team Hashtag New as well. Uh, welcome to all of you guys, man. And, and uh, I see some people rating King Deej's call in the chat. Go ahead and rate that call, man. One being trash, five being facts. Go ahead and rate that call. Shout out Danny Decker Basketball as well. Uh, let me shout out the, the Super Chat. Shout out Tim Dog. Says, I think the Knicks are in a great position to make a move down the line. I want to see a team play with Brunson. The young core still here. Then see. Gotta be legend. $2,500 Costa Rican cologne. Says Leon Rose will be here more than five years. Okay. Eddie Moore Brand says, "Do you would you rather see Cam or Grimes in the starting five? I, I've said Grimes all, 100%. Haiku Homie says, big ups to RJ showing KFTV love. Gonna get them kicks. He did. He did. Just just to, uh, I'll fill you guys in on a little secret. The Maple Bomber Broadway Barrett is a Knicks fan TV fan. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to know, Al. They, you know, they saw me and RJ chopping it up. They wanted to know what was being said. And I won't tell you verbatim. But all I'll say is, the Maple Mamba is a fan of the show. Let's go. You know, what, see, what, what do you need? What, what, more, what more can we say here, bro? See, this is what you had to do, though. You had to do the whole LeBron, pick your shirt up, talk under your shirt, <laughs> go, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, so that way no one knew, no one could try to even do mouth reading. Yeah, you're right. That's what you got to do. You're right, man. I, I got I to gotta learn. I got to learn the code, man. I got to learn the code. You know, I, I got to learn the like code. The, you know, you put your arm up. You're like, oh, let me tell you that. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, the the, fo- the photo op was so was so sudden. I I, I, I just, uh, I, I, you know, I, I was in such a frenzy there. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't pick up the code, man. I, I didn't pick up on the code, man. But now, good, get a, now we need an RJ Barrett, uh, you know, poster behind one of our walls, man. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we, you know, might, might have to, man, might have to, but, but uh, definitely no. shout out to uh, RJ, his fam, the team, the Puma team, definitely, um, it was a great, great event, great, great event, man. So, uh, great show, Al. Um, I gotta get some sleep, man. You know, traveling these days, bro, is like a guaranteed delay. Oh yeah, guaranteed 100%. delay. Hundred percent. My flight was supposed to leave at 12. I wake up. It says it's going to leave at 2. So I'm like, you know what? Cool. Like, I can get some more sleep. 
Me and the fam was out getting after it last night. I was like, you know, I could catch up, chill out a little bit. I don't have to rush out uh, uh, the Airbnb and whatnot. So me and my cousin, you know, we got some more sleep. Woke up and thing, right? Get to the airport. It goes from 209 to 225. I'm like, all right, here we go now, right? So get on the plane at 225. The captain gets on, says it's going to be a half hour wait because there's too much traffic going into New York. So now I'm sitting in a sardine can of a plane, all right? <laughs> sitting there for a half hour. And the TV don't work, so I can't watch football. Oh, right? man. Luckily, I was able to pull it up on my phone for a little bit. I was watching the Bills and Dolphins game. I actually wanted to stay for the game. We get into the area. We land. Uh, they, 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 they don't have the, the tow to get us to the gate. So we got another wait. They tow us to the gate. Now they don't have the jet bridge driver to do whatever the jet bridge driver does. So it's another 20 minute wait. So needless to say, I was supposed to be back at 3.30. I didn't step off the plane till about 6.30. And, and that was that, man. Yikes. You know. Yeah. That, that's just how it goes, man. That's just how it goes. But anyway, bro. Great show. Um... I know your Jets lost, but if you want to see a winning football team in New York, you go watch those New York football giants tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. All right, we're going for 3-0. You we're, better we're win going with this type of confidence. City. We're going for the win. city, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. We're, we're back, man. Let's go. Saquon's ready right. to go. Kayvon Thibodeau debut. You're ready, man. Too many Thibodeaux in New York. It's, one's enough. <laughs> All right, man, we out of here. Uh, well, real quick, remember that this show is available in audio podcast format, man. All the major podcast platforms. If you missed it tonight, catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major ones. Go watch the replay of the RJ interview and uh, Manscaped.com, man. Remember, Manscaped.com, promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. All right, Al, great show. Great show, all the mods. We out of here, people. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.